Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave. I'm here with Amy and we are here to bring you all the action from day seven at the Kyushu Basho 2023. Amy, welcome to Japan. Thank you. It's great to be here. We are in a little place in Fukuoka in uh, near Tenjin Minami Station. Yep. It rocks. Yeah, we, we got here, I think we landed at about 10 o'clock local time. Uh, so we didn't get to the sumo today, but we kind of killed some time before we could check into our... 4pm uh, check-in. 4pm yeah, check-in. I'm sorry, check but in. that's very late. It's too late. And I just, we, we can't continue with this. I remember <laughs> Japan's always been a bit later with check-ins and mm. it's normally been 3pm. I'm like, at that point, you're not really getting value for money. No. You definitely don't pay for that day. No, no. You should get some <laughs> kind of discount. Anyway, uh, we're here in our Acom. Can I take us right back to last night at the airport? Oh, you, yeah, You would have yeah, heard yeah. us uh, in Cafe Seoul um, say that we had 50 minutes left to boarding. And look, we did have that amount. But there was so much to talk about with the sumo that uh, we ended up absolutely hoofing it to the uh, to, to the, the gate. gate, and we just got it. We were the last five, two of the last five people, she said. Oh, <laughs> what an honour. I mean, they didn't get to the point where they were calling our names out. No, they didn't. But, you know, that's podcasting, That's baby. the closest that I've ever been to not getting on a plane. Actually, no, there was one time that I didn't. I missed it. I hate lining up for things. Yeah. So the idea it, of just, works, just yeah. walking straight in and just taking a seat. Ooh, they clapped it. us as we came on. They, they did. They're <laughs> like, are they the guys from Sumo Manichi? <laughs> did you guys just do a podcast? Yeah, I'm like, well, we did, but you'll have to wait because you shouldn't be using data on the plane. Uh, anyway, yeah, Japan, Fukuoka is good. So the weather today... Uh, you know, over the last few days I've been saying it's been a little bit cooler, but I felt it full force today. Yeah, well, we did get a bit of a heads up, one from the Airbnb host, but also from Annie, a friend of the podcast. Uh, she and Scott have been here for a while and, and said that it was cold. And I was like, come on, how cold can it come be? On. Well, we, we know because we've got the the weather, but it's it said 12 degrees today. Yeah. It felt like nine. It felt like nine. I was freezing. If not 8.75. Uh, we, we had a discussion as to whether we should pack scarves yeah. and I regret it. You I didn't. Did not but I did. I've got a scarf. Yeah. And but look- your, your philosophy is you can buy anything that you don't have. So your suitcase, when you weighed your suitcase, it weighs six kilograms. Yeah. Do you know the, there's a great book called The Dirt by Motley Crue. Oh, yeah, it is a good book. And I think it was... Uh, By the guy who wrote the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember which <laughs> member of it. Uh, was it Nikki Six? Yeah. Basically went missing from a tour. And he turned up at the airport with uh, with only leather pants and a credit card. Yes, and, yes. And I, I took probably the wrong thing 
the wrong message yeah. from that story was that as long as you've got leather pants and a credit card, really things are going to turn out all right. Yeah. I mean, he must have been flying domestically because he didn't have a passport. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. glad you had your passport. I'm I really glad. I had my passport, yeah. I'm glad you had your leather pants. <laughs> and no top on. I mean, it's awkward for the people around me, but, you know, hey, that's rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can buy a big jacket if you want because it is it is quite cold. It's more. It's colder yeah. than we thought. Anyway. And I, I didn't even bother looking up the humidity today because I felt it. Oh yeah. And it felt in the low fifties. Yeah, and there was also a breeze. It was windy. Yeah, it was cold and windy. You know when you're down in the subway and it's so warm, and you're just having a great time down there, and you start to come up, and you're like, I wonder how close to the surface I am. And you know when you're yeah, close yeah. to the surface because this freezing cold wind, Fukuoka <laughs> wind, blast. comes and hits you. <laughs> Hey, uh, we should say thank you so much. Uh, there's a couple of people who have donated to the Sumo Monichi Sake Fund, which we are about to, after this podcast, head out and put some of those funds to good use. First of all, Caleb, close friend of the podcast. Mm. Thank you so much for that donation. You are very, very generous. Uh, also, big thanks to Hazel. Yes. Thanks so much, Hazel, for your donation and for um, emailing us as well and just checking in and saying hi. We've we've said that when you um, donate, you can leave a little message, but I've, I've received a few things from people saying you can't, so I don't know what that is. Uh, sorry yeah, about that. But how it was, does that work? It was, I, don't, I actually don't know. But you've also got our Gmail address. Yes. And, and so Hazel did email and it was, it was really cool to hear um, and said some lovely things, but also said something really, really interesting. And Hazel, thanks so much for bringing this up because we, we say a lot of stuff on this podcast. We go, we do it every day. You know, sometimes we forget things that have happened before. And you brought up a really interesting point. You said during yesterday's podcast, day six at Cafe Sol in Melbourne Airport, <laughs> Tullamarine, um, beginning at timestamp 2633. Now, I appreciate someone who values a timestamp. Respect the timestamp. Thank you so much for Thank that, you. Hazel. Nobody else does, Hazel. It's the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> You, <laughs> Team timestamp. You, as in us, Sumo Manichi, uh, discussed a piece of data from the preeminent Henker scholar, Dr. Ben Marshman. True. Correct. Uh, specifically, Wakataka Kage's Henker against Takakesho on day 13 of the Aki 2022 Basho. You, and here you means you, Dave. <laughs> Dobbing you I in. do not like being singled out, but I, I, I'm going to take it. I did not say it. Referred to this particular henker as a dog act. While I usually, and now I is, is Hazel, I usually agree with the assessments of the JSA South in these matters. Thank you. Uh, I, I feel I must voice some concern here. Fair enough. Just one day prior to the bout in question, Takakesho performed a particularly egregious henker on Hokuto Fuji. Now, when, you wrote, when I read that, this all came flooding yeah. back. That was awful. And to do it to Hokuto Fuji was awful. Uh, I agree. It was egregious. Uh, going into his bout with the Ozeki, Hokuto Fuji was 9-2. And if he had scored a win, he would have gained a share of the lead for the Yusho race. Yeah. Instead, Takakesho denied Hokuto Fuji the chance to test his strength against an Ozeki by sidestepping and sending the great man careening into the dirt. So let's yeah. add that Takakesho hanker, which, you know, I, I have a memory of, but, you know, hadn't come up 
recently. Let's add that one to last Basho's hanker. Well, in in my defence, last night I did say, "Wow, I can't remember calling that a dog act." Well, well, this isn't the dog act yet. We haven't reached the dog oh, act. Well, so, well, okay, yeah. so, 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 Takakesho hankered Hokutafuji. Then uh, I contend that Wakatakakage's conduct the following day against Takakesho oh, yeah, right, was yeah. necessary to avenge Hokutafuji. Yeah. This is the only hanker to catch Takakesho off guard in the last four years, which is what uh, Ben commented and we mentioned, and it was completely justified. Hence, and this is my own wording here, not a dog act. Wakataka Kage is not one to resort to a henker very often and I do not think his conduct sank to the level of a dog act. He was merely giving Takakesho a small taste of his own medicine. Uh, I'd like to respond. Yep. And I apologise unequivocally mm. to, mm. firstly, to Hazel, uh, secondly, to Wakataka Kage, thirdly, to the family of Wakataka Kage, mm-hmm. most... Uh, Wakamoto Haru. Wakamoto Haru. Wakamoto. Wakamoto. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then finally, I apologise to the sumo community. And yeah. I, I've... JSA South. I've done wrong. JSA West. Uh, I, I, I will do better. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, what can I say? I'm human. I'm not perfect. I like that you... I like it that you're very humble tonight. Yeah, well, you know. Oh, he's doing some deep, deep, quiet (laughs) respection, introspection, which is uh, difficult on a podcast. The uh, tall 9% Suntory highball will do that to you. Yeah, yeah. It makes you very contemplative. I'm about to open an Ebisu, so just one, if you can hear this, I'm sorry. So, that's what uh, that is. Chiyoshoma. Yes. Hankered today. Thank you, Hazel, for that. Chiyoshoma hankered today. It's day seven. Against Ten Shoho, he got a win. Uh, in the spreadsheet, two people had uh, day seven as their choice for the Chiyoshoma hanker. Uh, we need to wait to see if he does it again uh, and then we'll put everybody into the drawer. I think that's how we've decided to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually went and had a look at the rules that we drew, drew up and that's, that is mm. that is correct procedure. We'd submitted them to the you know Australian Board of yep. Holding a Sumo Contest Rules. And we decided that we put everybody in. But as of now, uh, the no hanker people are out. Sorry if you predicted no hanker. But uh, if there's no <laughs> more hankers, it'll be out of uh, Martha and Tony. Okay. Well, this is very, very exciting. And again, a lot riding on this one. You, The winner will take a Tagata from Chiyoshoma, something mm. that you can just tell your tax agent about because you're going to be having some big capital gains on that in a few <laughs> years because that's only going to go up in price. Hey, let's jump into the action for day seven, a.k.a. Nuckabee Eve. Happy Nuckabee Eve to you. Yep. Uh, Which we had to watch on a Bama um, in our Airbnb because we couldn't get the television working. No, we. it's not that we couldn't get it going. No, no, sorry. It's just that it doesn't have an aerial connection. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No and, aerial. And... There's no aerial connection in this room. <laughs> so we were very lucky to get some crisp, high-res feed yeah. from Abema Direct today. Abema for once. Looks good. Uh, Tomokaze today made it three in a row. He looked very solid against Roga. Tomokaze moving forward looked powerful. And again, we see Roga tumbling mm. to the dirt. 
good effort from Tomokaze. I thought so. But Rogar's so big, powerful in himself. I'm not sure what's happening with him at the moment. Just always going down. Really likes well, being face first in the doyo dirt. Certainly is. So Tomokaze four and two with that win. That's not bad at all. Rogar two and four. Sadnumi came up against Ichi Yamamoto. And yesterday we saw uh, the very experienced Sadnumi take down a tummy Fuji for his first loss. Every time today Ichi Yamamoto tried to go forward, Sadnumi pushed him to the side. He just wasn't able to get anything going, Ichi Yamamoto. No, and, and, you know, I mean, we spoke yesterday about, yesterday about Sadnumi's experience, his presence, his uh, situational awareness, and he brought that experience again today to this bout. So while Ichiyamamoto looked like he was flailing about a little bit, Sadnumi looked completely opposite. He did. He looked in control. Ichiyamamoto then reverted to the pool, as he often has, but Sadnumi just came with him, that beautiful thing of following. I love seeing this. Uh, not necessarily when it's against Ichiyamamoto, but uh, it still looked good today. Followed him and uh, pushed Ichiyamamoto over. So not only did he hand Atami Fuji his first loss yesterday. Today it was Ichiyamamoto who hadn't lost either, uh, getting his first from the hands of Sadanumi. Sadanumi just handing out those black yeah. dots. <laughs> He's like, you think you're doing well? You're not. You think you're doing well? Yeah. You're also not. And that's exactly the role he should be playing down there. I yeah. Sadanumi. Yep. So we move on to Hirudaumi and Atami Fuji. Now, interestingly, these two come in with a record of four and zero over mm. their previous meetings, but they're all to Hirodumi. Yeah. Weird. When was that? So all of these bouts happened in 2022. Yep. And uh, three of them happened in Jurio. So Hirodumi has been around during this Atami Fuji ascension, mm. and he's always been a thorn in the side of mm. Atami Fuji. And today... It continued. Hirudumi, out of the uh, touchy eye, was just all over Atami Fuji. You're a big fan of Hirudumi's intensity. Oh, yeah. I came in early before I even knew what I was a fan of. I'm a fan of him overall. Yeah, but, like, it's about that, you know, actions per second. Yep, yep. What he's about when he's in form, which, you know, we... Don't see all of the time, but we mm-hmm. certainly saw tonight. Hirudumi kept in close to Atami Fuji. Use that strong left-hand belt grip to force Atami Fuji back. Atami Fuji, again, we, we do see good sumo from Atami Fuji under pressure. It's just that we're seeing him under under pressure quite a lot recently. Yeah, and that dancing along the Tuara, we've seen it, what, for the last three days Three days, now? yeah. One successfully or maybe it was the day before anyway one successfully two not it's like um he's so good at the fancy footwork but why does he get in that situation where he needs to continually pull it out well if you're if you find yourself dancing backwards along the tawara things haven't gone well you're either in salsa class and it's going well or you're you're here and it's not yeah exactly so so I, i really think uh this is something that a tummy Fuji needs to go back post Basho here and have a look at. Why isn't he on top early? 
And why is he for- forced to do this beautiful salsa work around the Tawara? <laughs> Uh, he went back and he went back. And I think in the end, I think he was, he'd gone three quarters of the way around the doyo. Yeah. Uh, but eventually he just ran out of space and Hirudumi closed in for the win. Hirudumi looks so, so good here. Hirudumi is now three and four. Okay. That doesn't sound like a great score. Mm. But it's four wins in a row. Mm. He's building something. He's laid the foundations. I like the thought that because he um, has his hometown support, that he felt it the first win that he got, and he's like, "I want to." Oh, you got a taste, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to feel that every day, and and now he has. <laughs> so Tommy Fuji's five and two. Certainly nothing to be concerned about. But it's now two losses in a row. Mm. It becomes a mental game now for a tummy food. I think so. And in a way, is this more pressure than when he's just winning, winning, winning and it's getting up to towards the U-show? Probably not. Oh, but well, it's would, a different kind of pressure. I would say no. But you're right, though. It's a different kind of pressure because, you know, you know what the sumo press are like? Suddenly, if there's a bad news story yeah. about this hot new thing, yeah. people will start asking the question, what has gone wrong? Yep. Yeah, and he was doing so well and now, yeah, just these two. But it's fine, it's fine. The eyes but are on him now. Yeah, the eyes are on him. Hokuseho came up next against Midori Fuji. Okay, well, we need to we need I've to taken say, a big breath. Yeah, I don't know big, where to go here. A big breath here. We all saw this. Yep. We're going to go under the assumption we all saw it. Take us through it because this was something that – we, we spoke about this. I don't think we've seen in the time we've been watching sumo, which is a water break. Yes. We've never seen it. In Makuchi, we've never seen it. I know it happens a little bit. I've heard of it happening down, you know, down lower and seen it happening down lower. But Makuchi, since we've been watching no – what's it called? Mizu uh, Iri. I don't even know the name properly. Mizu Iri. And it came about because Midori Fuji came out well. He didn't blast Hokuseho away. That's the easiest way to win against him, I guess. Pick him up like Nishikigi did. Uh, but he did get a really good belt group. He got the Mawashi at the front. He got a hand all the way around on the back. But here, just the contrast in size between these two. He looked tiny. He looked tiny yeah. against the, what is it, 201 centimetres of Hoko. No, it's more than that, isn't it? No, he's two, 200, I think. 200, yeah. Yeah, he's two metres tall. And it looked like Midori Fuji was in a good position here. One way to win against Hokuseho from here can be... The sort of gake, the leg trip. You can go one way, you can go the other way. You can sort of link your leg around from the other side and try to push him back against it. You can pull him forwards against well, it. We've we've seen a lot of people try it. I don't think there have been many people successful at it though. No, there's not many, are not there? Not many. Yeah, we'd but have to go back and count, but there haven't been heaps. No, but Midori Fuji... Didn't bother looking at the tapes because he came in with a very single-minded strategy today. We know that he loves the katasukashi, so maybe he has a commitment to a technique anyway. Today his commitment (laughs) was to – it wasn't just the sotogake because he was trying the reverse as well. I'm going to call them all leg trip attempts, right, whether they're from the back or the front or the side. He went for the leg four times 
Then he had two more really big ones, really trying, spinning him around. Then there were seven more kicks of the leg yeah, so by Midori Fuji. I was going to say, that's probably a better description, that they were kicks of the leg trying to yep. destabilise Hokusei yep. Hall that way. And and that's the when I thought, I think when, because we were counting them as they were happening, yep. when we went past maybe 14 or 15, I thought. Well, that was 13 by that point. Oh, by that point. Then we had the tap. But what, I mean, what was Hokusei Hall doing this whole time? Well, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like literally nothing. I, I, I try and stay positive about Ocasio. <laughs> yeah, Sumo, you actually but, do. But we, we, what we saw up until the water break was Midori Fuji, a hero, a role model, going for it, doing absolutely everything he could. As you said, 13... Not all of them genuine attempts, but 13 clear attempts of trying to go, I'm going to try to destabilise yeah. you. Yeah. During all of this time, up until the point where they go, these two need a break, Hokuseiho had done nothing but lean forward and hold the belt. Yeah. And I wonder if that contributed to the water break because... Um, what, the, the shimpan was sick of it? Well, I think we've seen longer bouts go without a water break. So we've seen Takiyasu's bouts, right? Uh Long, longer. Well, th- this is three minutes, three four minutes, three or four minutes. That's true. Now we. This, wa- I don't think this was three even. No. So we were watching a Bema. We normally watch the NHK where they coverage, count, mm. and they will give you marks when you go one minute, two minute, three minutes. Mm. I mean, this felt to me like forty five minutes. Yeah, it did. Well, because it was so boring. Apart from the well, kicks. Apart from Midori Fuji. Yeah, he was doing all right. So water break. So what we learned from the water break, which we hadn't seen uh, before, was that uh, the Gyoji looks at the position, tries to memorise the position, but also <laughs> I love the, the memorise, but also we've got TV, right? So they've taken a screenshot or, the, or whatever of it. A 3D they, scan, I think. 3D scan. But they've also, they get the salt bay to come out and, and put, Little blobs of salt yeah. at the toe of yeah. each of them. That's not really going to help. That's tradition, is it? Well, like, I, I don't think it's a be- like. What's if a you've got a circle of salt there, how do you know where the foot is? Okay, of so all the three hundred and sixty degrees around that. What if blob I told salt? you they they dumped the salt on the toe, so you could see an outline you, of where the toe was. They didn't, though. They just put it in oh, front. You could see they it. put it yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could see where the toe was. Really? Yeah. Right. I mean, this is this is not a sport that was invented yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they put down the salt. Well, I mean, we learned a lot today. Yeah. So they put down the – I don't know where blops has come from, the, the piles of salt – uh, the positions were examined. The uh, 3D scans were taken. They went and had a sip of water. <laughs> Lucky that they can drink well, the water at the moment. That, so Midori Fuji what, took what a was hu- COVID? took a huge scoop of water, and I and that I thought exactly the same thing. What would happen if they weren't drinking the water? Maybe, maybe that's why we haven't seen many because you're not allowed to actually have the water. They would have had to bring in a Pakari sweat or something. <laughs> It does have a, a lot bottle. of electrolytes yeah, exactly. and sugar. That might be nicer to have than yeah. just some. So interesting to see them pull them up. So this be, this came from not the Gyorgi, but one of the Shimpan sitting Yeah, you said that. Sitting I didn't behind. see it. I, I saw mm. him pull it up. I mean, right. he was sick of it. 
Yeah, he was bored. He was bored. So, okay, they reset. It took a while to reset and the thing I noticed (laughs) when they reset, the thing I liked most about the resetting was that Midori Fuji was like, I don't know if you guys all know, but I had my hand firmly wedged in Hokuseho's Mawashi, so I'm just going to do it again. But he couldn't really get it in there hard enough, so he had to use his other hand to hold Hokuseho's Mawashi so he could jam his hand in there as much as he felt like he had it in there before. I've been trying to think of an analogy that isn't as disgusting as the one I'm going to give you. Oh, no. Oh, no. But if you've ever seen a vet... Try to help a cow give birth. And I don't want to go into too much detail here, but the way Midori Fuji jammed his hand up into the fabric, deep into the fabric here. (laughs) And I'll tell you what. I thought this was going. (laughs) Abema TV had the angle. Oh, yeah, they were zooming in and out heaps today. The zoom, they were zoom happy, and I, for one, appreciated it. Oh, All gee, right. so, so long put, reset. They so he the, put his hand up into the... <laughs> into the zone. Into the zone, into... Deep Mawashi. into the fabric. All right. Then they get the... They 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 spent ages resetting it. Not as long as the that great reset that oh we saw God. between... What was it? Wakamoto Haru and Terana Fuji. Yeah. That was so good. Um, or so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they, they reset. Okay. Um, there were nine... More leg trip attempts from Midori Fuji. I think Midori Fuji reset himself lower. I don't know if this was a problem, but did you notice he was lower? I noticed this. I'm not sure whether he reset himself lower or straight away went lower, but Mm. suddenly his head to me looked like he was, you know, doing that kind of uh, Enho style submarine. And I was a little bit concerned here. I thought this isn't. He's not fighting from as strong a position. Mm. It didn't stop him, though, in, no, in terms of going for those legs. All right, so he's done trips. the nine more, and then finally he gets one. He links it around. He pulls Hokuseho around. It's going to happen for him. He's put in all this work. It's like 25 goes or whatever. And then Hokuseho falls on him, yeah. and he falls first. So, so Midori Fuji does all of the work. All of, like, literally 100% of the work. 100% of the work generates an incredible throw. And not through any intervention or active intervention from Hokuseiho just happens to go down first. Now, I know a lot of people are going to hate this in terms of me calling Hokuseiho out. I don't know whether they will tonight. I I reckon everyone's... I, I don't think anyone could be particularly oh, happy with this bout from oh Hokuseiho no. because he he actually did nothing. Like this is not <laughs> us. <laughs> this is not us being unfair. Sometimes yeah. you know we're quite harsh on him. We try um, to call it as we see it. Yeah, but this one he actually literally did nothing. And Midori Fuji was actually doing some sumo. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it. Sumo. Tw- at least twenty-five. <laughs> Of them. Yeah. <laughs> 25 units of anyway, sumo. Anyway, he lost. He lost. Yeah. He's 5-2. Heartbreaking. Hokuseiho, I didn't even write down his thing. <laughs> I can see that in the notes. <laughs> I've just written his name and then nothing. Yeah. So, he's probably some score. Uh, let's move on to some better news <laughs> for Endo fans because Endo today finally put a white dot next to that long procession of black dots after hankering. 
Oh, yeah. On Oshaw. Now, this wasn't a straightforward hanker because On Oshaw read it quite well, I mm. thought, but uh, Endo was persistent here and he used, he used his body well and eventually threw On Oshaw down to the ground. So today, uh, Endo, one and six. I don't mind it. Good. Well, yeah. I don't mind it. A hanker at this point. I know sometimes I'm inconsistent, but just do what you need. <laughs> You're consistently inconsistent, yeah, thank and that's you. the main thing. Uh, on or short two and five. We move into Sanyaku now. It's Kodnawaka, the Sekiwake, up against Ura at Magashira. One. Ura came in low. He's still trying to do that despite not being able to find much success with his sumo at the moment. Uh, he didn't try to do too much. Um, Kodnawaka was leaning over the top of him. He had his arms kind of locked around Ura's, but I couldn't see that Kodnawaka was able to do much here. He couldn't, couldn't really find a, a movement. No, and I think in the first few days of this bash show, we were talking about how, yes, Ura was losing. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, we weren't really seeing him impart his sumo style on the bout. But we saw that today. We saw Ur in low and we saw it really, really trouble Kodnawaka. And as Kodnawaka couldn't do anything, Ur felt it. And he moved as Kodnawaka initiated and was able to pull him forward with the arm. I thought yeah. this was a cool move. I don't know quite how he pulled it off, but he, he felt ready. He felt more ready than he has in all the previous bouts here in Kyushu. I, I think he when he... Uh, when Kodnawaka was coming towards him, Uri looked very balanced. Eyes were forward and he, he just read this one beautifully. Mm. Yeah, he did read it. I, right. I do think sometimes Kodnawaka can look a little slow. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think Ura exploited that Strong today. but slow. And it was a Totari win. Yes, it was clearly a Totari win, even though I questioned it at the time. Because <laughs> after he pulled Kodnawaka around, he actually... The finishing move for me was the slam down oh, to the dirt, yeah. but I, I think a Totari is a good representation of what decided that bout. So that's big news for Kodnawaka because that's his first loss. Ura, 2-5. He's and building something. He is. He's coming back. It does mean that no one now is on uh, zero losses. So huh? Ichiyamamoto lost, Kodnawaka lost. Okay. Ooh. We have a Yusho race, I imagine. Uh Next up, we had Maegashira 2 Shorai up against Sekiwake Wakamoto Haru. Uh, mm. This was a good one for Shorai. Mm. Let's just say that much. <laughs> Shorai, <laughs> he met the charge of Wakamoto Haru and just instantly forced Wakamoto Haru back to the bales. And I thought, what a great opening. Yeah. But Wakamoto yeah. Haru... He's Sekiwake for a reason, and his response to this was to quickly use the body to move Shodai back. You could see Wak uh, Wakamoto Haru going for the belt, but Shodai can be really tricky sometimes for his opponents to find a belt grip. And also he, even if they land it, he is sometimes, maybe quite rarely at the moment, good at, at immediately swinging around or immediately trying to do something to move that person around so that the belt grip isn't yeah, as exactly. advantageous as it could be. Exactly. And I think that's what we saw today. Sometimes short eye is like a liquid 
Yes. You know, he can be yeah. very, very hard to, to pin That's down. That's a really good description. I think I've said it before. Oh, well, I like it. Well, in my, uh, I've got a private Patreon you don't know about. Oh, short eyes liquid form. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was one, that was the episode name. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't. I mean, what else I put, is on there? I put it up on the dark web. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty serious sumo shit. It's about right sumo there. moves that uh, are linked to um, farm birthing situations. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so let's go back to the action here. We have Wakamoto Haru coming back hot. Mm. Off the bales. Short I hear though, and I love what Short I can do sometimes without a belt grip, grabs the upper body of Wakamoto Haru, spins him around, throws him down as he's falling. They both crash down together. It looked good for Short I yep. thought. Called to Shodai. Called to Shodai, but a monoe was called, and I thought this was completely fair enough because yeah, yeah. this happened very, very quickly. Yeah, and there was a bit of vertical plane action. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a fairly quick monoe from uh, memory. Yep. Um, and they upheld the decision to Shodai. They certainly did. And when that was announced, the crowd erupted. Yep. Obviously, Shodai, a hometown boy. boy. I wish I had have been in the audience for this one, actually. This was the audience. Oh, I, I thought the same <laughs> My classical thing. music history coming out here. Uh, the crowd for this one. There was one guy on Shodai's side who Shodai unfortunately had his back to because he was on that side who was just vehemently holding up a towel. I, I like, thought it, me. I thought exactly the same thing. If only this could have happened tomorrow. Mm. Anyway, Wakamoto Haru, Battle of the Hearts, but still, I enjoyed oh, seeing look, him get this win. The, the real winner here is Sumo. True. Also, it's Shodai. Yeah. <laughs> now, my Sumo DB seems to have lost, and now I'm looking at it. I'm just looking for their scores. Do you have it in front? Oh, of I think maybe I unless think I wrote mine it is. It is Shodai three and four. Wakamoto Haru also three and four. Interesting. Skuinaga right. in there hey, for Shodai. Let's move on. This next bout. Yes. Uh, this was one I was very, very much looking forward to. Yes, Daisho Sekiwake up against the Komasubi Hokuto Fuji. Daisho relentless today. He came off the touchy eye so strongly. I don't know how Hokuto Fuji recovered from the absolute uh, power of his Nodoa off the touchy eye. Hokuto Fuji came back. He did do a bit of neck work himself, but uh, Daesho looked pretty strong today. Oh, he did. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, this was all Daesho, but Let's look at the positives for Hokuto Fuji. His score does not suggest it, but I think no. he was very, very valiant in defeat again today. I feel like I'm saying that every well, day. Well, for someone who, who has predicted Daisho to win the Yusho and here you are defending Hokuto Fuji, but I, I think that's fair. I mean, I think we always look for the positives in Hokuto Fuji's sumo and he did, you know, he well, did a I, bit I today. I, I don't look for them. They, you find them. They present themselves oh, okay. to me. But what about Daisho Sumo? It, it was great today. It was good. It was great. And we were treated, I think this was a great bout. Their record now extends to 12 wins to Daisho, seven wins to Hokuto Fuji. Mm. And I mean, that feels about right. Yeah. I mean, Daisho has, I don't think they have dissimilar styles of sumo, but Daisho showing just the refinement in his touchy eye and his footwork. But also importantly for him, he had lost the two previous days to Kodnawaka, yes. 
to short eye and he wasn't able to do to short eye. Yeah. <laughs> Lol. How? Um, he wasn't able to complete at least yeah. his uh, his style of sumo and to come back against someone who who could present a problem like Hokuto Fuji was, um, I think, very positive for Daisho. Absolutely. So Daisho 5 and 2. Hokutafuji 2 and 5. Moving on next, we had Komasubi Abi up against Ozeki Hoshoryu. No staring at all. Nope. They were straight into this bout today. Uh, Abi look, looked good out of the touchy eye, I thought. And I thought early on that he might be bothering Hoshoryu with those uh, trademark thrusting attacks. Was I right? I was not right no. because uh, I don't know if you wanted me to answer. That. Well, it was a, it was a, one of those rhetorical questions I was hoping that you'd answer. But, um, uh, no, you weren't. No, uh, because Hoshoryu, while those attacks were coming in, he just started working away under the arms of Abi. It was really interesting to watch this replay because he wasn't Hoshoryu wasn't trying to do too much too quickly in terms of. Uh, disrupting those Abi attacks. It was almost like he was biding his time, waiting for that right one. And eventually he found just the right attack to flick away. And this spun Abi completely around and he went out Okurida. And Hoshoryu keeping him from falling off the doyo as well. I thought that was a nice move. But just pushing him out from behind and then pulling him back. Yeah. That's, that's even worse perhaps than, than shoving him fully off. Uh, a beautiful thing there, Hoshoryu Ozeki moves to six and one, Abi two and five. Topizaru up against Kirishima, but this was a bit of a letdown, this one. I thought it might have been a bit more exciting. Nothing much from Topizaru today. Kirishima came forward, he got up under the arms. Topizaru, you know, he was moving, he's always moving, uh, but Kirishima... Rolled him down. Yeah. This was over very, very quickly. And, uh, gee, Kirishima can just look so, uh, what's the right word? Just uh, laser sharp. Yeah. Razor sharp. Laser focused. Yep. Some, some combination of, of those words. But when he wins like that, you just go, oh, that's why he's Ozeki. I think so. I mean, he has been challenged this basho by not being able to come forward against people that he he perhaps should have, like losing to Gonoyama, losing to Takiyasu. That was when he tried to come forward and he couldn't. So to see him be able to do that today, I guess it was, I was going to say only Toby Zari. Sorry, Toby Zari. But, you know, it was, it was positive for him today. Absolutely. Well, that brings us to the final bout of day seven. We had Ozeki Takakesho up against Gonoyama Maegashira 4. The crowd were peaking Mm. here. And obviously they're very excited to see Takakesho, the people's Ozeki. I wondered whether there wasn't a little bit of uh, hype around seeing Gonoyama have the opportunity. I think so because Gonoyama's last two days, the stare off against Hoshoryu, he lost that bout but super hype, like the most hype I think during this whole basho. Such a such an intense competitor. Yeah. People he, know they're going to get value for money. He put in. Then yesterday beats Kirishima. Yeah. Today up against Takakesha. And can I tell you, well, I don't need to tell you because you saw it and I don't need to tell anyone listening to this because you saw it as well, but Gonoyama's sumo today was perfect. 
beautiful. Just absolutely perfect. Took space away from Tucker Keisho early. Suddenly, Tucker Keisho can't find that rhythm. Doesn't have space to move. Can't thrust. Can't slap down. Tucker Keisho, we've seen him do this, or by him, I mean his body, the mind somewhere else. <laughs> we saw Tucker Keisho s- slip to the side and try to push laterally. You see this work so often, but you s- with Tucker Keisho, you see it when things aren't quite going his way. Mm-hmm. Gonoyama was all over him. So as soon as Takiyasu, uh, Takiyasu, gee, I wish. Soon as Takakesho slipped aside, Gonoyama was there. It was like he knew this move was coming. Yes. Is that possible? Well, I think so. I think Takakesho here tried the one, two, three blast. He got to two. Two didn't work. I disagree. He did not do that because Gonoyama was in his face. That's right. Two didn't work. And then he had to go for the lateral. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's gone plan A, can't do it. Plan B, can't do it. Plan C. Plan C. Yeah, thrust I mean, from the side. Yeah. Gonoyama was like, I know what you're going to do. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I know that, you know, you're out there, you're doing what you do. But just watching Gonoyama today, it's like he had such an intimate understanding of his opponent. He knew exactly what to do. And yeah. he blasted Takakesho into the fourth row. Yes. There were quite a few uh, older gents and uh, ladies who got a intimate moment with Takakesho because he was rolling right down there. What, I mean, what a memory to have your femur turned into dust by, <laughs> you know, the champion Takakesho. Can you take the moment to just lean down oh, and inhale? Feel the sumo, smell the sumo. Yeah. Oh, what an opportunity. Takakesho, he has lost again. That's his second. He's cool. Uh, He's lost this time around. Everyone's losing today. It's fine. Well, is it fine for him though? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's going for Yokozuna. He's going for the Everyone Yusho. says that. I mean, we're all going for Yokozuna. He is Kato going Echo's for Echo's going for Yokozuna. <laughs> we're all right. going for it. Gumbare. Gumbare. Um, I think this is a big deal for Takakesho, this second loss, to someone like Gonoyama who in his plans, he's like, oh, maybe this, maybe Kirishima, maybe Hoshoryu. Gonoyama wouldn't have factored but, in it But all. let's put it into context. A Yusho will probably ensure a Yokozuna promotion. Yeah, I guess. So, is there any limitations on the Yusho, like if it, if it was like an 11-4 or something? I'm not sure. But neither, take neither. us through the leaderboard because, because yes, Takakesho lost today. But he's lost to Gonoyama and Mace. Anyway. Well, yes, sorry, they're leaderboard, two champions. Leaderboard. No, they're champions. Future, future, future champions. Maybe not Mace. Gonoyama. <laughs> yeah, so on the leaderboard, on the leaderboard. Yeah, true. Six wins. Nobody uh, undefeated, uh, which means we will not have a Zensho Yusho. Good, because I don't like those. No. Hakuhol times. Yeah. Over and over and over. Um. Ozeki Hoshori? Yep. Tekiwake Kodnawaka? Yep. Magashira 14, Ichiyamamoto? Yep. And a big, big um, group on five now. Um, I don't want to read them all out, but it's got a lot of our faves in there, oh, including I'm gonna, no, Takakesho I'm read them and Kirishima. Oh, Takakesho, Kirishima, yeah. Daesho, Nishikigi? Nice. You're nice. Midori Fuji, Shona Naomi, Atami Fuji, Ryuden, nice. Tamawashi, Tomokaze, <laughs> yes. Trunaumi. You know, like I think we should be reading this out while there are so many good. I want to go down to zero now. And okay, possibly 
No, there's no one on zero. Now. There's no one on zero now. That's great. Except for actually, a Sunny Yama, we heard he's coming back, which is very exciting news for us. Oh, yes. Day eight. Yeah, and this is going to be fascinating. Fascinating because it's very rare that you get to see a Rikishi come into the Basho on the road to Kachikoshi. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. Could he go eight? Could he go whatever? Whatever eight. Hang seven on. days off. Eight wins, zero losses. Yes. Does that work out? Does it go? I've wins, said it the wrong way. Stays off. Eight wins, zero losses, seven days yep. off. Well, he he would be making history. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on Sumo Mainichi. We are going to hit the town. Yep. In Fukuoka tonight. Go and check out some uh, food stalls. Have a few fresh beers and get ourselves geared up to be at the Sumo tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I'm